The annual point-in-time count records the number of unhoused people living in Santa Barbara County each year. Jet Black merits with the county and Rich Sander of SB Act talked about the importance of the point-in-time count and how you can get involved. Yeah, my name is Jet Black Meritz, and I am a housing program specialist senior with the County of Santa Barbara. Hello, my name is Rich Sander. I'm the executive director and founder of SB Act, the Santa Barbara Alliance for Community Transformation. Could we first talk about what is the point-in-time count? How long has it been going on? Yeah, the point-in-time count is a requirement by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, um, that's HUD, um, and it was required every two years on even years. However, the County of Santa Barbara back in 2019 decided to do it every year um, in order to get a, a more well-rounded idea of uh, data changes over time. Um, so during the count, it has to take place during the last 10 days in January on a single day. Um, we count those that are living in shelter, those that are living unsheltered, um, living uh, in vehicles, um, and youth. We try to get a really um, well-rounded picture of what the, the population experiencing homelessness looks like. And so we do ask um, age, race, gender, ethnicity, uh, veteran status, um, where they are living, um, one of the, the big things that we ask locally that's not necessarily a nationwide question are is a series of questions that we call localism. And that's where we try to determine um, where people were when they first became homeless. There's sort of a, a persistent myth that people are drawn to our area because of the services that we offer, which we found to not be true. Um, somewhere between 75 and 80% year over year of people surveyed state that their last uh, permanent address was in the county of Santa Barbara. And so we've, we've been able, um, you know, since 2019 to show that that assumption and myth just basically isn't true and that it is our, our neighbors and our local community members that are living here and then becoming homeless. Um, I will add that it's important to know that all of that too is self-reported. And so we, we want to make sure that that caveat is there because it's not like we're going out making assumptions about any of these things. It's all what they tell us. And that information is what we use to then uh, kind of figure out where we need to go with uh, the funding and uh, ideas of how we, you know, uh, enact policies here in town. Could you guys talk about um, some of the figures or trends you've seen since the point in time count started? Yeah, so I think um, we've seen some variance year over year, you know, plus or minus 5% depending, but we haven't seen any huge swings. Um, and I think after the pandemic, we can really attribute that to the amount of money and quick action by multiple jurisdictions um, across the county, um, specifically with the eviction moratorium that went into place. Um, one of the things that we are interested in seeing this year as, is as those eviction moratoriums have been lifted, what kind of impact is that going? To have. Um, specifically speaking to Isla Vista and Galita, I was just reviewing some of the data from 2022 and 2023, and we did note that we had um, a larger number of vehicles in Isla Vista in 2022, and then in 2023 we had a larger number of vehicles in Galita. Um, so it's not a one-for-one -one shift, but we do see a lot of back and forth between those two communities. What is all this data used for? What's the importance of the point-in-time count? This is, uh, as Jed mentioned, this is a federally mandated thing. So that's really important because uh, we report back these numbers to the federal government, which in turn provides funding to the states that gets distributed down to the counties. So the this number, these numbers that we collect is really important for us to have access to that kind of funding. So that that matters. 
but it also gives us a little bit of insight into where our current funding is is at and where um, along, if you think of homelessness, when somebody enters into homelessness to when they uh, exit, there's a, there's a process in each one of those steps. And whether it be emergency shelter or um, uh, transitional housing to semi-permanent housing, et cetera. And this allows us to kind of see where is the holdup, so to speak, um, where is the bottleneck between those points and what what do we need to start focusing on for all of our service providers or if we could work with uh, other uh, agencies such as foundations who also provide funding, how we can encourage them to create more of X, Y, or Z that uh, helps get rid of the bottleneck in that process. And a lot of what we do is very data heavy. And so we have a really robust data system that we use called the, called the Homeless Management Information System. Um, but it's not really digestible for the general public, right? It's, it's used internally. And so the point in time count acts as a connection between the work we're doing and the community. Um, it allows us to mobilize, you know, hundreds of volunteers who are going out and bringing awareness to the issue of homelessness in the county, and then allows us to produce something so they can see their efforts. It really allows our housed community members to connect with our unhoused community members and then our unhoused community members to have those conversations and really feel seen and heard and um, allows a little bit of education. These are the services that are out there. This is where you can access those services. So in addition to doing the survey, um, we offer um, a little gift card uh, to either McDonald's or Starbucks so they could go get, you know, a warm drink or a hot meal. We also have the hygiene kits, um, which have socks, toothbrushes, lotions, um, sort of day to day item things. And then we also try to put in some informational stuff in there. Um, how, what can they access through 211? A free phone number that connects you to local community services. Um, the city of Santa Barbara has a really great card that has a lot of the um, homeless services on there. And so how can they access those? Because it's awareness of the services that will really encourage people to access them. Obviously, this is a very volunteer-based program. What does volunteering for the point-in-time count look like? Volunteering with us looks like uh, there is a training session that we ask you to come and be a part of, and that gives you an idea of what to expect on the morning of the point in time count. And so it helps you understand the app that we use, uh, what it looks like being in a team, gives you some uh, conversational uh, awareness and how to approach people, how to ask questions, uh, what, what to do if things get escalated, all of that kind of stuff gets handled in the training um, so that you feel very prepared to go out. And then on the morning of the point in time count, you are deployed to um, a logistics center, which is going to be throughout uh, Santa Barbara County. Um, and the, you're assigned a census track with the group of people and that your, your um, job that morning is to go out into that census track and walk or drive those streets and count not only people who are um, experiencing homelessness and interview them, but even if you uh, notice cars where people are um, living and to count all of that. And then we use all of that to report back. And so we really need volunteers. And in the past, Santa Barbara County has been one of the the counties that comes out like hard for this and right now are we're we're waiting to get everyone to sign up because it's we're only a couple weeks away and this is where people are considering it and if you're even on the fence please sign up now because we'd love to get your help to make sure that um as we like to say everybody counts it's really important 
Um, I would just like to say that, I, as I said, traditionally, this has been something where the Santa Barbara area really shows up. And um, it, it's, it's something that, I, I mean, housing affects everyone. And I, I think there is, uh, I mean, slowly but surely we're getting back on track, but there's a lot of myths around homelessness and thinking that people are experiencing homelessness for X, Y, or Z reasons. And every time people go out and do a project like this, they come back being like, wow, I just had no idea. I think that expands our hearts and allows us to be a little bit more compassionate to this. But as we understand, like this is just dipping your toes into the whole arena of homelessness and service provision, but you start seeing the complexity of it all. I mean, I think you covered it. I think it's really, this activity itself is really about making that human connection. So often we see as we're walking down the street, the person who's sitting on the sidewalk, the person who's asking for change, and we just walk by. And it's this activity that requires us to stop and actually talk with them. And it does uh, remove a little bit of that fear because you have a script that you're following. You're asking prescribed questions. You're out there completing a task. And so if that's something that has, has been sitting with you, you know, I really want to do something about homelessness, but I'm really afraid to go and talk with someone. This is a really uh, safe and standardized way to go and do that and make that first step to making that human connection to other community members. The 2024 point in time count will take place on Wednesday, January 24th from 5.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. To learn more about the count and if you are interested in volunteering, please visit countyofsb.pointintime.info. The last day to sign up to volunteer is Friday, January 19th. For more information on SB Act, visit sbact.org. Thank you for listening. With KCSB News, I'm Joyce Chee.